0: Special edition of the Behind the You podcast. We are joined by Norchad O'Meara. Norchad, we're glad to have you here. We're ha- glad to have you on the team. Thanks for doing this. You
1: know, thank you guys for, for including me in this, man.
0: No problem. So I have some friends that are
1: Nicaraguan. So
0: can I call you my amigo Nika?
1: Sure, no problem. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs>
0: They're very proud. So um, have we have we integrated into some Spanish-Cuban culture since you've been in Miami now?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean... I love talking about food, Nicaraguan food, Dominic. I, I love Cuban food. So like You know, that's part of the culture. The people, the Cubans down here in Miami being treated me good. You know, I can't complain about any of that.
0: So what is the Nicaraguan dish you miss?
1: So in Nicaragua, we have two different types of, like, foods. So, like, from the Pacific of the capital and, like, all the north departments and from the Caribbean coast where I'm from. So from the Caribbean coast, we, we eat a lot of seafood, so, like, fish, shrimp, Lobster, all of those stuff from home. I miss a dish that name random, that you can make it with fish, you can make it, make it with beef, but like I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just amazing. I miss that a lot from home, but like from Nicaragua in general, fritanga. Here in Miami, I have a lot of fritanga, but you know there is none like home. So you know it hit different when you go home and have it. So they are the two dishes I miss the most.
0: What about gallo pinto?
1: Yeah, I mean. Fritanga, all of that is included. Gallo pinto, um, pollo asado, carne asada, platano maduro, all of that is included in the fritanga. That's like all the food in general.
0: So I, I eat Cuban food. I've been in Miami. Are you a platanos
1: or a yuca frita? Platanos, for sure. Oh. Like, I mean, we, we, eat like <laughs> we eat yuca frita too, but that's something more Cuban. You know what I mean? Okay. Like in that's Nicaragua, right. we eat more, more plantains.
0: I got you. Now, th- have you hit a spot? Because I did my research on Nicaragua in the Miami community. Have you either been to Los Ranchos or El Novillo?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stupid. How should I why not even ask? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Now, are you a Cuban coffee guy?
1: No, I don't drink coffee at all. So, like, yeah, I have enough energy.
0: <laughs> I-, I don't want to get you in trouble here. I know Coach Lara guy's got the Enya on there, and he's Cuban descent. But how's the Spanish with Coach L?
1: <laughs> we, we don't we don't speak spanish we keep it the, we keep it english okay he, he, english, ain't good, yeah. he ain't good at that yet all
0: right how about his dancing his dancing's pretty good
1: oh no no he's one of the best on the team man i got i gotta give it to him it's him woga and bensley it's him woga
0: and bensley okay i got gotcha. you <laughs> i love it i love it all right so it is well known that you're the first nicaraguan to play division one basketball. But did you know that when you came over?
1: I really didn't know that. Like That hit me like when I was at my old school, Arkansas State, like someone, I don't even remember who told me that. I think he's one of the media guys from Arkansas State. They, they you know, you're the first Nicaraguan play division one basketball. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was not expecting that. It was pretty awesome at that time to know. You know, and it, it made me feel proud and happy knowing that I'm the first one to do something nice.
0: So let me ask you this, because I've been told on the road like you get Nicaraguans that live in the cities you go to who show up to the games. I, I don't know how it happened in Jonesboro and Arkansas State, but has there been something since you've been here in the States, either at Arkansas State or Miami, like a big show of support from people from your country that has just absolutely blown you away or like taken you aback?
1: No, I mean, here in Miami, I just, it's just so much love coming from the Nicaraguan community and the Latin community in general. What is always have Nicaraguans like after every game they take pictures with me, they you know supporting me, they bring the flags to the game, like that just makes me feel good and happy, man they support, knowing that they have my back and you know they and support, they're coming out supporting not just me, the whole team, so it just feel good and on the road, too, are there fans that come and support you?: Yeah, I was impressed when we went to play Notre Dame. They were like a bunch of Nicaraguans, like twenty of them. I was like, "Whoa!" I, I was not expecting to see so much Nicaraguans in Indiana, but did that make me feel good knowing that places that I go, people still reach out and come.
0: Did they stay after?
1: Yeah, they definitely stayed. Like after the game, I took pictures with them. I was really surprised.
0: What do they say to you? Like, are you like a hero, or is it just that it's a fellow Nicaraguan?
1: So I, I really don't. Don't know how to explain. They just tell me that they, every time any Nicaraguan meet in the U.S., they just tell me that I'm making them proud and, like, I'm putting the country on the map and that make them feel good, keep doing the stuff that I'm doing, you know, show example to the kids, know that they can make it, too, and, you know, just keep doing the good work.
0: So can you slide to your – maybe to your left? So the, that's the flag right behind you, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so when you see that flag on the road, which is your Nicaraguan flag, blue and white, what does it make you feel?
1: Make I feel support, knowing that people have my back, that they reach out to support me and also the team. Why was it important for you to
0: hang it in your door, in your room, in your apartment?
1: So I, I can never forget where I came from. You know, no matter what, you know, I could be in any part of the world, I'm gonna take that flag with me, you know. I'm a pro Nicaragua and I love my country.
0: So again, doing my research, what part of Nicaragua did you grow up in? Because I, I kind of assumed most people were in the same part of the country, but I was told not the truth, not the case. So where, where part of Nicaragua did you grow up in?
1: I grew up in Bluefields, Nicaragua, the Caribbean coast of Nicaragua. Like, that's a totally different style of living, a totally different town. You know, The most, uh, like, whole of Nicaragua have Hispanics, but in Bluefields we are black people. Like, the most of the black people in Nicaragua come from Bluefields where a place named Puerto Cabezas that is on the Atlantic coast.
0: Right. So the way I understand it, you have like, I guess, where the capital city is, Managua, right? Yes, sir. The the west portion of Nicaragua, and you're on the opposite side of the country. Yes, sir. And in between is a mass massive, uh I guess, bodies of water and mountains, correct?
1: Yeah. So we have a big lake, but like what you is it's a massive mountains. And, you know, we have... Actually, two big lakes, then the sea on both sides of the of the country. So yeah, that's about it. How do you get from one side to the other? So normally, I I go in bus, not in car. On a bus? Yes, sir. And how long does that take? So to go to the capital from Bluefields is six to eight hours. Depends how the bus driver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I've heard you say this. So uh, where you grew up in Bluefield, that's more Caribbean.
1: Yes, sir. So we, our culture is, we assimilated a lot, the Jamaican culture, Trinidad, Tobago, you know, the Virgin Island. Yeah, so like, that's what we, the, the type of food, we listen to their music. That's what I can compare it the most to so people can understand the type of culture I have.
0: That's part of your culture. Is
1: reggae music big to you? Bob Marley, does that stuff
0: mean a lot to you?
1: I do. Okay. I, grew up, I grew up listening everywhere I go, my neighbors, like, any anywhere you go, in all of Blueville, you're going to hear regular
0: music. You know Bob Marley's son played football at Miami. I did not know that. Yes, he did. His name is Rohan Marley. A lot older than you, my friend. But, <laughs> yeah, he um he played in the early 90s. His son, he played at the University of Miami. Linebacker. He played with Ray Lewis. Okay. We'll get you caught up on some of your football uh, history at I the University of Miami. So, that's
1: something. I don't know a lot about football. We don't play that in my country. Coming yeah. to the U.S. I learned a lot about it, but, like. It's something new to me still.
0: Did you go to any games at Hard Rock this year? Yeah, I did. I went to two. All right. You probably stood out a little bit. Six seven two forty.
1: A little bit. A lot of people tell me I should be on the field playing with them.
0: So you've heard that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: My kids think you should be a tight Has anyone told you you should play tight end?
1: That's what everybody said. I don't even know what, what a tight end does. But <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what they tell me all the time. You, you would be a perfect tight end.
0: Have you ever even played football? Like even okay. just throw –
1: I mean, like at pool parties or stuff like that, I would be throwing a football, but like, no, real football, no.
0: All right. All right. But they everyone tells you you got a body to play football, right? They do. So what what was life like for a young Norchad? Growing up as a six-year-old, eight-year-old in, in Bluefield, what was life like?
1: It was fun, man. It, good times. I'm a real big family guy, so, you know, spending a lot of time with my family. But also, I love sports, you know. Growing up, I play, play every sport that I can imagine that. Is in Nicaragua, baseball, soccer, basketball, handball, swimming, track, ping-pong, chess, like almost everything. I just I was just a really competitive kid. I think my dad did that. You know, he loved sports. It was just fun growing up, man. So what was your favorite sport growing up? It's baseball, for sure. Because that's, that's my first sport. That's the sport my dad liked the most, you know? like I like spending time with my dad, so like, for, I, I would do that. Is baseball big
0: there just because of the Caribbean culture and Hispanic culture?
1: I mean, I don't know in a specific why it's that big but I growing up baseball was just the king sport in Nicaragua that's what we call it but like, everybody loves baseball. everybody go watch baseball, everybody take their kids to go play baseball. It was just like that sport that you know a lot of people go pro in Nicaragua like Nicaragua have a lot of pro baseball players, a lot of kids sign in when they are 16 years old to go play minor leagues. So that was just the most in, interesting sport. And could you watch American baseball there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Either what team did your dad like? What team did you like? What team did you see the most? So my dad. I feel like you're embarrassed to say this, Norchad.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want nobody know what to think. I'm, no, you're not going to get in I'm trouble. I'm hating worry, on though. a team or whatever. But the team that my dad don't like is the Yankees. Like he don't like them. He think that they have always. Have all the best players. They they have the best rosters all the time. His team is Houston Astros. You know, growing up, I like Toronto a lot, but now, like my favorite team is San Diego. I go wherever Juan Soto go. He's my favorite player in the in the MLB.
0: So you are a Nationals fan then, I guess. At some point. At some point, yes, sir. Right. So he's Nicaraguan, I presume.
1: No, he's from Dominican Republic.
0: But you just like him.
1: I just like him because. We have friends in common. I meet him in person. He's a great guy. He's a hell of a player. So, like, yeah. So, if
0: you are a pitcher, right? Yes,
1: sir. So, how would you approach him?
0: What would you – first pitch would be what?
1: I, I'm a going to throw a four outside. He, I'm <laughs> making him bad. He can hit that ball, man. That's, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to start him off with a fastball or off speed? A fastball, for sure. Then I'm like, I, I I had a really sick curve that looked like it gonna hit you, but it's not, and it was just breaking and I always hit the strike zone. Just it was just really nice.
0: Now, if if by accident you hit him, I assume you'd probably win the fight, right?
1: <laughs> probably.
0: You're, you're. I assume you're bigger than him.
1: Yeah, wait I'm way bigger than him. I mean, he's he's big, but I'm like way taller than him, and I'm also big, so like I probably would win the fight. I wouldn't pick a fight with him though. He's a good no, guy. I'm just
0: saying if you hit him by accident, he charges the mound, like you know, <laughs> stuff has gotta happen.
1: Yes, sir. I gotcha.
0: All right. So <laughs> your dad liked the Astros, right? So you've been on a good run the last few years with the Astros.
1: Yes, sir. He's been he been really happy. He always been calling me. He's like, you see what they've been doing? Like, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> well, when you know the signs, I mean it's a little bit No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's nah, not go there. No, we're not, we're not, we're mm-hmm. not gonna go there. All right, so. You named all these sports. Other so, other than baseball, what'd you play the most growing up?
1: So I play a lot of volleyball and handball.
0: I got. I figured you'd be pretty good at volleyball.
1: I started playing it just for fun because at my high school, I would see everybody playing it, even in during breaks, and I just started playing it for fun. And I was like, "Oh, this this is pretty fun," and I was stalling. and everybody wanted me on their team. Guys so can spike the ball down. I bet. I like,
0: bet. Yeah. Imagine I no guess. one jumped higher than you
1: no no they they did
0: not now you brought up one sport that I, I don't know if i guess it's a sport i don't know maybe but it's i it's my sport ping pong how are we at ping pong Norchad? Chad are we good
1: yeah I'm, I'm pretty good at it it's crazy how i start playing ping pong like there was just like a ping pong table in front of the parking in Bluefields, and i would every day that i would go to practice for basketball i would go like two hours before and then i would stop and play with all people there, and, like, I just get into it. And then they had tournament at my school. I was just having a blast. I would, I get good at it because I would stop every day before I go practice for basketball and play, like, for one hour. All right, so baseball was
0: your best sport, and were you only a pitcher? Let me put it Were you only a no, pitcher?
1: No, I was not. So I was a pitcher. I, w- I played first, base because I could have hit the ball really good. That's what I do the best. Hit? Yeah, I was a good batter. I was third, fourth batter in the lineup. Like I could have hit the ball. So when I was not pitching, I would be playing first. So those were the two two positions I play a lot. So you crank some home runs, definitely, <laughs> for sure.
0: So like, how good at ba- if you're obviously you're a good enough basketball player to play D one, how good a baseball player were you?
1: I think I would be playing D one too if I would have kept playing basketball. Where I would be signed pro by now as a baseball player. Yes, sir. I got gotcha. you. And what were you were – so at the end, were you a better
0: pitcher or a better, you know, infielder? Pitcher. Okay. And how fast could you throw it?
1: So when I was 15, I remember I was throwing like 85.
0: You got to work on that a little bit. We had to work – we had to get that up to like 88, 89.
1: Yeah, but I, I was not like practicing really. Like I was just
0: – Just throwing it.
1: Yeah. Like it was like I was not training for it. Okay. Because like around 15, I was already playing basketball. So I was like between both of them. And I was doing basketball way more. So, like, I was pretty good for not practicing and not training baseball. I got you.
0: I'm trying to think of a baseball in your hand. Can we throw, like, a splitter or a sinker? Or You said the curveball was nasty.
1: Mm-hmm. That was my favorite pitch.
0: Like 12 to 6, right? Just drop down. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's not just – I will not throw the only one that drop. I will throw one that – Come into your body and broke like it.
0: Oh, like a slider.
1: Yeah, we call it a curveball too, but you see, out here they call it a slider. So, yeah, it would look like it's gonna hit you, but it actually not.
0: When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lobovic Law Group. At Lobovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lobovic. Lobovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes. And proud sponsor of all things you go you. And now, so I know you're. What are you? Are you six seven two forty now? Yes, sir. So growing up, were you always the tallest? So I'm trying to envision six. I'm trying to envision six seven two forty on the mound. That'd be pretty intimidating, Norchad.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would that would definitely be <laughs> intimidating. Like I, I would not like if I would be batting and a six seven two forty pitcher would be up there. I would be like, damn, he probably throwing fire like chop, man, look. Yeah,
0: now, but here's the only thing that we'd have to work on you with. You smile too much. I'm not sure how intimidating you'd be. No, that's good. I'm
1: always happy. I'm enjoying the game when you're not seeing me smiling, you know you're something is not going. Well, I bet good. you, I
0: bet you, you might get into a fight only because you'd probably strike someone out and start smiling and laughing, and they'd probably be upset about that.
1: <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're a pretty good baseball player. We throw at 85 miles per hour. We don't really train too much. We think we might get a chance to play in the minors. Did well, so? Your dad was a big baseball player. Did he want you to play baseball? Like, was his dream for you to play professional baseball?
1: Yeah, he, he, he wanted me to play baseball, but like he was not going to force me. He always tells me, do what you love, you know? Whatever you do, I'm going to support you. But I know deep down, he never told me this, but I know deep down he wanted me to play baseball.
0: Now, were you the best baseball player in your
1: city? When I was 16, I get the award of the best, best baseball player in my city, in Bluefield.
0: Okay, so we're a really good baseball player. We play ping pong, we play soccer, we play handball, we play chess, we play, we play every sport but basketball. So, how in the world does basketball find you?
1: So, I say this story a lot of times. Like, every time something new come up where I miss out something, We got just keep saying it so many times. So, I was playing baseball, but it was not on a baseball field. It was on a little piece of land in our neighborhood. Me and my friends would go there and play baseball. Like, with a stick, it was not even a real bat stick. We would get a piece of wood, like, shape it like a bat. We would get a, like, a rubber ball and like we would go play in the neighborhood. So we were playing baseball.
0: A pickup game, not like a real game, just a pickup exactly,
1: game. Exactly, a pickup game. We would just played up for fun every day. So like oh no we we're a car just pull up. He parked and we didn't know what was going on. So we were like, oh just keep playing. So when the game was over, a guy just came out the car. He approached me. He was like oh you're a nurse mirror. I was like, Yeah. He said, like, Oh you're a pretty good baseball player. And but you are pretty tall for your for your age. And I was like, oh, yeah, would you like to play basketball with us? I was like, oh, I don't know. Can you go ask my dad? So then he went to my house. He's sitting with my dad, and they asked him for permission to join the Bluefields Academy to go play in a national tournament like two months forward. And they talked with him. My dad was like, okay, you want to do it? And I was like, sure. So I went, and that's how I I started playing basketball.
0: So he just liked you because you were tall? Yeah. What was your first experience like on the court? Or what was your first month like as a basketball player?
1: I did not like it. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> like, I was so bad. Like, I couldn't dribble. I couldn't shoot. Like, I was – all I do, rebound and, like, black shots. That's it. I couldn't dribble. I couldn't make a shot. Not Even if they pay me for it, I couldn't do nothing. Like, it was just – Could you dribble? I imagine you couldn't dribble. No, I couldn't dribble. Like, I was – it was bad. Like – Did you think about giving it up? No, like – I see how my friends were having fun. I see how the people on my team were having fun. I was like, I want to get to that point. I want to be like someone they rely on when, you know, the time come down because that year we did not win the national championship and I like that hurt me. I'm a really competitive guy. So I was like, oh, I want to be good at this sport too. And I think that's what made me go, went to practice every day after that. and just get better in like a one year span. So were you the, like, were you a forward or a center? I was the center for the team. And could you dunk at that time? Definitely not.
0: Could not dunk. No. Could not shoot. Could not dribble. But we like the sport.
1: Yep. The problem was that I see everybody was enjoying it, everybody making shots. I was like, this looks pretty fun. Why I can't do it? And that that's what made me want to do it the more because I see everybody doing it. I'm like, I'm going to be able to do it.
0: And you're still playing baseball?
1: Yeah. At that time, I was still playing baseball.
0: And so when did it switch?
1: So... I was like, I don't know, like 17, 16 years old when my dad see me playing a lot of sports. He was like, listen, I know you like playing sports. You are, like, you are always active. You are always doing something. But like, if you want to be good at something, you got to choose. Like, If you want to choose baseball, you can choose. It. If you want to choose basketball, you can choose. It. Just try to focus on something perfection it, and be the best you can at it. And that's when I decided I wanted to play basketball.
0: And when you told him,
1: he said, He's like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and you said? Yes, I want to play basketball. Uh-huh. Because at that point, that I already know to drive, I already know to do layouts, I already could dunk, and I, I just had more fun playing basketball. Because when I was not pitching, I would be on the first base waiting for a ball to come to me. I would be waiting to go back, I would. That's why, that's why I switched it to basketball, because like, I was just more active. I had more fun. I was doing more stuff, and I was better at it. That's why I was at like, basketball for sure.
0: Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit Miami.edu DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. Getting ready for this, you talked about your dad a lot, and, and you just told a story about he said you kind of, your, your dad seems like a wise man. He is. What did he do for a living?
1: He's, uh, he built stuff. Like he house. he didn't go to college for this. Like but in Bluefields he, he built houses, he remodeled houses, he like add on rooms to places. He's also like he's not the pastor for our church, but like he preach a lot. He dedicated a lot of time to that also. So that's the two stuff he does. He didn't go to college. Is he tall? He's he's six foot. Do you have any brothers, sisters? Yeah. I have one two two siblings, one brother and one sister.
0: So you're the tallest, I presume.
1: Yeah, my brother is six one. My sister is five eight. I'm no. I'm way taller than everybody. You got the excess
0: height. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> All right, so we we decide on basketball. Dad's a little heartbroken, even though he says he loves you and supports you. He's probably a little heartbroken, right? Yeah, he is.
1: I knew it, but yeah, but I know he was gonna support me no matter what because like, he's my dad.
0: You're about seventeen, you said, right? So you I don't know your last year or two of high school, maybe. Yes, yeah, sir. About that, right?
1: Wherever you go to school, do they even have a basketball team? So, how the basketball team works at schools in Nicaragua. So, when a tournament is coming up, where a national tournament is coming up, two weeks before it happened, every high school go choose a team, practice that for a week, and then go play.
0: When you say national tournament, national tournament for the high school teams?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, all the high school teams go and play in a tournament against each other. So, this is how it
1: works. Every city... Everybody that was in the Bluefields Academy was at my high school. So like We go, play other schools we beat, and we were going to the national tournament for sure. So like every city play against each other, all the high school in that city, and then everybody who went out from Day city go and play each other in national tournaments.
0: Did you ever win a national tournament?
1: Yes, my senior year of high school.
0: That was pretty cool, huh?
1: And then we went on to a Central American tournament with Belize, Costa Rica, Honduras, El Salvador, panama and we also win it we went undefeated
0: not bad nor chad yes sir so you end up in miami Art alvarez who i know but how or why do you get here to miami to play high school basketball how do, how do you leave nicaragua not how but like how does that come to be
1: so coming out of high school my senior i also went to play with the national older team in a tournament in mexico so I went to that tournament. It was just an invitation, like a friendly invitation with two coaches that know each other. So we went, I played that tournament, and after that tournament, I get the offer to study in the Tecnologico de Monterrey in Mexico.
0: Is that, That's college?
1: Yes, sir. In Mexico? That's college. Okay. So I ended up in Miami. One week before, I had the opportunity to say yes to them or to no. So I tell them, just let me go check out something that's going on in Miami. So Art Alvarez was having a basketball camp, his Miami Tropics basketball camp. My mentor know that his name is Wesley Sabre. He told me, Okay, you already have Mexico secure. So there's something going on in Miami, a basketball camp. I wanna take you to it. We don't know what can happen, something positive, something negative, whatever. You have Mexico already, sure. We come to the basketball camp. I rock the basketball camp. I won the MVP of the camp on and Peling was like, you're not going anywhere. I'm opening a prep school this year. I want you to join it, and he offered me a scholarship, and that's how I end up in Miami. So, talk
0: talk to me about your mentor, Wesley. You said yes, sir. So he was a mentor to you in athletics, or a men- just a mentor to you in general
1: in athletics. So like he he came he came into my life a family friend that he know like he was the best basketball player in Nicaragua before I came. <laughs> i hope i hope i hope he see this
0: better send it to him
1: yeah i will so he he came he talked to my dad he was like oh your son is pretty talented he actually so i live in bluefields to get to my house is really difficult like you gotta pass like three rivers and like it's just hard but
0: like when you say when you say pass three rivers like by foot by boat how do you just pass three rivers? Over a bridge?
1: We don't have, like, to go to my house, I don't, we don't have, like, the roads are dirt roads. So, like, everywhere in Bluefield is, is like, pavimented, like, you know what I mean, like, here in Miami. But, like, at some point, like, to get to my house, it's so far out of Bluefield, that like, you just turned into dirt roads. So, like, it's really difficult to get to my house. So, like, he went all the way to my house to talk with my parents, like, to tell them that, like, this is what he tell them, I see a great potential in your son. They know him because he's a family friend. So that he's like, I don't know. I'm going to try to get him something in the U.S. He told that to them. He would be in contact with me, always telling me what to work on, what to do. He just like, went by like for three months. Oh, Nowhere he called my dad and he was like, oh, I got something. Let's get his visa. Let's work this. And like he's like, you guys don't owe me anything. I, I had someone when I was younger help me to did what I did. He played uh, in uh, Division II basketball here in the U.S. So, like, someone, I just wanted to do this for someone else. You know, like, my passion is to help kids. and like, that's what he did for me. So we came to my, he bring me to Miami. He introduced me to playing. like, he has been in my life since then.
0: So, when you come to Miami and you kill the camp, Rocket, best player, MVP, Pelin says he's going to open a school. Do you go back? to Nicaragua
1: and then come back to go to school or you just stayed? No, I had to go back to go get a student visa. So I went back like, for one week or two, get my visa, and then that's when I came back and stayed.
0: And when did you decide you were coming back? Like, I assume you you, you talk about your dad a lot. I imagine you and dad had to have a conversation.
1: Yeah, like, when he offered me that, like, my, Mr. Wesley and me called him, like, right away, I had a conversation with him personally. He asked, Like, he, he really wanted me to come to the U.S. better. Your dad did. Yeah, I get an opportunity in the U.S. so that he was like, go for it. Live your dream. He was so happy for me.
0: All right, so I, I have to say this. I've had a, a couple other people on this podcast uh, in other sports that have left their country, you know, have either come over from Cuba, come over from Europe to come here to play tennis. People have left their family. And we sort of know how it all works out now, Norchad, and, and obviously your career still ongoing. But can you just talk about leaving home, you know, I had an opportunity to come play in Miami. It's not so, to me, it's not as simple as Norchad leaves his home country, leaves his family behind, and comes to a foreign country, even though it's the United States, to try and play basketball.
1: It was hard, but it was also exciting. You know, this is something that people probably don't understand coming from a become international. So, like, when you live, for example, in Nicaragua, you Mm -hmm. hear about the United States. That's like, the best place you can ever end up like for basketball for studies so like this is like the big dream like you everybody want to come out here because like this is the line of opportunities so like i was very excited when i get that opportunity i was like yes dad please let me go and he was like definitely you know so then when i get here is when the difficult part start you know i was i was working out I, I was living my dream but i also I'm a big family guy and I miss my family like so much. I was homesick. The first four months I think being in Miami prep, like, I was just I would talk with my parents for hours every day after I came out of practice, just sit on the phone and talk with them. Some days I even would be like, Mom, I wanna go back home. Like, I miss home so much. Like it was just you no know, hard being from home. My whole life living with my family, being really close to them and then just end up in a foreign country was just really difficult. Where'd you stay? So I was staying in the Miami prep house, like with all my teammates. We had a nanny. She took care of us. So that makes it a little bit easier because they were in the same situation like me. They understood me. All of like I had teammates from Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Chile. You know, we understand each other because all of us were almost in the same situation.
0: And was your goal like was it something in the top of your head that I want to take this opportunity to try and play college? Yes, sir. And did you did you think you could?
1: So I was doubting myself before I say came it, Norchad.
0: Say it. Say it.
1: Yeah, I suck because like I was doubting myself <laughs> before I came to the US. I will always see like these highlights of kids doing windmills, going through their legs, dunking. I was like, damn, how who can I compete against that? I can't do none of those stuff. Then I came to the US and I was like, Oh, I'm pretty good, you know? So I was like shocking to me that when I came out here I understand that like it was possible also, that like, I can do it also.
0: Was there a game at Miami Prep that made you finally really truly believe like yeah, I'm good enough?
1: Yeah, after I played IMG, I had forty one and nineteen I think. I was like, I definitely belong here. I like, trust in God work hard and you know, stuff gonna come out good all the time.
0: And when did you start getting recruited?
1: So I was getting recruited, like, starting my season in Miami Prep, but it was not, like – it was, like, two schools. And then after the game at IMG, that's when I get, like, three more. So, like, COVID happened. I really couldn't go and visit. Like, coaches couldn't come out, like, a lot. So, like, it was just – that year was just difficult. I really think I was not going to go to any college. But then after the the recruiting process, like, the recruiting – Season open it again. I get the offer from Arkansas State.
0: You obviously you said you wanted to come here and play, and it was a good opportunity. Your dad wanted you here, and all and all that. Did you have any idea where you wanted to go? Like, did you did you even know anything about what did you know about college basketball? I guess what did you know?
1: Nothing. I would watch, for example, Duke, North Carolina, those teams. Like, by you. the way, you're
0: allowed you're allowed to not like Duke the way your dad doesn't like the Yankees.
1: I'm just letting you know that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's so a, I would no, see. Kidding. I would see, like, big schools like Kentucky, I don't know, Syracuse, Virginia, you know, Miami. Like, I would always see them on TV because, like, they would also broadcast them in my home country. But, like, I, it was just a dream in that time. I would be like, oh, that's pretty cool. I would want to play there. I don't know how it's going to happen, you know, but. It was just shocking to know that I came up here and then I started playing Division One basketball, even with Arkansas State. Why there? So, how I tell you, the recruiting process just messed up. Coach Ballado showed a lot of interest in me. Coach Peling had a lot of trust in him. I trust Coach Peling. He know him. He was one of his mentors. He speaks Spanish. He speaks with my dads. He speaks with my parents. They were just like... And you never visited? I never visited. So what, what did they, say other than the Spanish
0: and that connection and Coach Alvarez vouching for Coach Balada, who, by the way, is he's a good dude. But what what made you, was there anything else that helped make that decision? I mean, you're, Norchad, you're from Nicaragua. You're here for a year. You're deciding where to go to college. You're going off to Arkansas. You probably don't even know where Arkansas is or what, what Arkansas State is all about. I mean, that's not an easy decision, I don't think.
1: It was not. But, like, he showed the most interest in me. Like, he would be on top of me, checking on me every day. You know, he told me, I wish you could come on a visit. But, like, it's not possible because of COVID. Like, he has showed him more interest. He was, like, he sold the best. And, like, that's what made me decide to go there. Because at the end, I was the one that was going to decide. That's what my dad said. And that's what Coach Art said.
0: And when you got there, were you comfortable with your decision?
1: Yes, sir. I okay. definitely was.
0: You didn't you didn't accomplish too much while you were there in Norchad in your two years. You didn't really do anything.
1: Nah, I didn't do that much.
0: Just a little. You only took home you took only took home three conference awards. Yeah, there's one of them. Wait, 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 go back, go back, go back. Which one's that?
1: Player of the year.
0: So that's last year. Okay. Where's the where's the defensive player?
1: It's right here. Why is that
0: one the most important?
1: Yeah, because that's what I love doing the most. I know there's a lot of scorers. I know there's a lot of, you know, people that can pass the ball. But, you know, defensive players, is few out there. And it's, that's, that's kind of the, the most difficult role. And I like doing difficult stuff.
0: Okay, so block
1: a shot. Like someone's coming to the
0: rim, you deny it, or you put one down on somebody else.
1: Both of them are fun, but, like, I just like playing D. I like blocking shots and, like, intimidating people.
0: By the way, I was watching some of your, um, some of your videos from Arkansas State. You ran the lane, top of the key, full court, dunk. I like that.
1: appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Everyone's asked you about rebounding. I've seen you ask, and I know your answer already. You don't know. That's fine. But why do you think why is it so important to you? Why is rebounding? forget why you're good at it? Why do you care so why is it so important
1: to you? Why is it something that you're passionate about? I mean, that put me on the map. You know, I see that was something that. Like growing up in Nicaragua, when I started playing basketball, we didn't put so much focus on it. Nobody would really talk about rebounding. Everything would would always be about scoring, making threes, you know, dunking, blocking shots. But I didn't know rebounding was that important. And then realizing that I can do it that good, like, you just make me focus on it and keep doing what I do. Make this the day your life changes. The all new UFIT Gyms has been created
0: to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state of the art equipment and a new cross functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT On Demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. I've heard you say that there wasn't, at the beginning, you couldn't really do anything else either.
1: Exactly. That's what I <laughs> that do. It's rebound and give the ball to someone that knows to play basketball.
0: So as soon as you got the ball, with all your teammates be like, Norchad, Norchad,
1: give it here, give yeah, it here, give it here. Exactly. That's how it would
0: be every time. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's a, that's hilarious. Well, there's good skills to have, man. It's It's great skills to have. Was it a hard decision to leave Arkansas State?
1: It was. You know they treat me really good you know I was uh, I had a hell of a year you know, I, I was really close with all my teammates with the coaching staff you know it was difficult but I also know you know it was the right decision to, to let go and you know come to showcase my skills and you know help this program also because you know my how I tell you Miami was always my dream school and seeing that I had the opportunity why yeah I've heard you say that so why was Miami your dream school First city I ever came to in the U.S., when I came to the U.S. was Miami. First college game I ever went to was the University of Miami playing, I think, FIU. Like, this was my reaction when I went, in. I was like, whoa, I want to play here. I want to do that. And then being able to do it, that that was just, like, shocking. Like, I told myself I really did it. Three years after coming to a game and watching the Miami Hurricanes play, I'm here part of the team now. So when you put your name in the portal,
0: then the phone starts to ring. Were you nervous at all that who would be calling? Like, would you get what you wanted? Did, did Was there any ever doubt?
1: I was a little nervous at the beginning, you know, because, I mean, <laughs> it was just challenging. I, I would, I know people was going to call me after being the player of the year of my conference. I just didn't know who, I didn't know which conference, I didn't know which power five schools. But, like, Miami being the first call I had, it just made me so happy, and it was like... So, the first call, the the phone rings, and who's on the other side? Coach L. He was like, I'm Jim LaRanaya. I'm the coach of the University of Miami. I, I saw that your name just dropped in the transfer portal. Like I get your phone number, and I had to call you. I, am I the first one? I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> like, I, I just had to act it cool because, like, Getting a call from the University of Miami was so exciting to me, I just had to really act cool, and I was like, oh, yeah, what up, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, I was just really excited about it.
0: You've told this story. He laid out at some point, I don't know, over the phone or in person, he kind of laid out a plan for you, right? Like why Miami would be good for you, what they could do to help you. What was the plan? What, what did he say that really connected you with you that made you think, yes, this is actually the school I want to be at?
1: You know, I was really not listening to him. I was just really happy that Miami called me. I was like, I was talking to He could to have him. said
0: anything. He could have said anything, Norchad.
1: I was talking to myself in that moment. I was like, damn, this really happened. I was pinching myself. I was like, I was making sure it's not a the dream. They brought you here on a visit? Yeah, this was my first official visit. And how'd that go? It was great. That's when they laid the plan out. They showed me that I fit the style of basketball they play. They show me that they can, like the players they developed before, that they can do the same thing with me. So it was just a good spot. The roster, the people that was leaving, the people that was coming in. Like it was just the right spot for me. All
0: right. True or false? Coach L beat out Coach Calipari. Did Kentucky ever show interest? Because I've (laughs) seen your name. I've seen your name on Kentucky websites that you were supposed to go there or they thought you might go there. So did he beat him out? He did. Say that one more time so I can hear you clearly.
1: He did beat up Coach Calipari. Coach L did a really good job.
0: I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. All right, cool. Coach L beat out Coach Calipari. I love it. We know about the baby food. Is that still a thing, by the way, the baby food?
1: I don't want to do that anymore. That can get me in trouble, man. I can get a text for that, so I'm just going to let that go. Do you
0: you, why does that get you in trouble?
1: The, the refs tell me to stop doing that.
0: The refs? Yeah. Do your teammates say it?
1: Yeah, they always say it. They, they's who oh. made it so viral, like
0: they made it so viral.
1: Yeah, they, but how, when did you first say it? It was in a pickup game, like it was over the summer, like all the new guys just came in and we, we just wanted to play basketball. So we went to lights up, we we went to the practice facility and we started playing. And like Danilo, one the one of the freshmen, he was guarding, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a bucket. And I just said, baby food, no, <laughs> like I was like, Nigel, feed me baby food, and I went and. Get a bucket. <laughs> actually dunk the ball. All
0: right, last couple of things. Who is the teammate that would best fit in in Bluefield, Nicaragua?
1: Probably Bensley Joseph. Why is that? He's, he's Haitian, so like that culture, you know what I mean? He would, he would understand the people. He would, you know, the food, the, the vibe, the music. I think he would be the best.
0: Who wouldn't last too long?
1: Nigel. No? no. <laughs> he would not last. <laughs> He's my roommate. I know him good. He he definitely would not last.
0: If you were pitching, could anyone on the team take a swing? Like, do you think anyone could get a base hit off you if you were pitching?
1: I don't think anyone. Uh, Will, Will, I used to play baseball, so he probably would be able. I never yet seen him play baseball, but from there, nobody else. Uh, oh, Isaiah used to play baseball, but Isaiah would not hit any of my pitches.
0: No. No. So, but can we get another trophy there at the end of this year? Can we put something up there? You know, newcomer, player of the year, some defensive player of the year, something. Can we work on that?
1: We, I'm trying to get the national championship, man. Anything, anything out there comes is welcome.
0: Norchad, this has been great, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon at the Watscope. Yes, sir. Thank you so Have much. Have a good night. See you, buddy.